powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. You to lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith. It is at the bottom of the screen. I'm lifting my phone because I've got the Harvest Search mobile app. You will also know I have a sidekick tonight. Um, he's going to help me preach. Y'all show my sidekick. He's going to help me preach, all right? So I'm going to do a mic toss, and I'm going to throw it to him to help me preach. You need some backup in your life. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. I said you need some backup in your life. And for everybody that felt like you were carrying the weight by yourself, open up your mouth and say, backup just showed up. Uh Uh-uh, I need you to open your mouth like you're expecting the unexpected. Say, backup just showed up. Let's go. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, have your way. Speak to us now with clarity. Speak to us with strength. Speak to us with power. Move by your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can I get everybody to say, I'm ready to receive? So guys, we're in this series called Summer Playlist. We've been taking secular songs and extracting spiritual principles from them. Number number one, rather, was Can You Stand the Rain? All right, number two was a gas lighter. And then number three was this. Yo, what's up? Now, that's that good Anita Baker singing right there. I I need you to make this declaration. Say, I apologize. Say it again. Say, I apologize. So Anita Baker's song shows a repentant heart after conflict. And we looked at the chorus. It's on the screen. It says, I apologize. Oh, believe me, I do. I apologize. Oh, honest and true because I what I know I was wrong and what do we learn on Sunday that this is very difficult for many people because many people will not admit where they were wrong be careful hear me especially single people if you're dating somebody that will not admit that they were wrong let me tell you what they're going to do you wrong 
If you got friends in your life that cannot admit that they do wrong, you need to be careful of that because what they're going to do is they're going to do you wrong and then when you call them on it, they're going to act like they did nothing wrong. I need you to start, watch me, I need you to stop praying for discernment when you ignore the red flags. Let's talk. I need you to stop praying for God to show you things and when he shows you, you ask the Lord to change what it really is. Instead of being mad at what it really is, look at it and say, now that I know what it is, let me handle it differently. So Anita, she's a Apologizing. And the chorus, I apologize, believe me, I do. I apologize, honest and true. What? Because I know I was wrong. How many of us can admit that there's stuff in our lives, watch the question, that at the first glance, we didn't think we were wrong. But then when we looked at that thing a second time, we were like, God, dog. Not only was I wrong, I was dead wrong. And here's what I need you to be excited about. God isn't angry at you making the mistake. He just gets angry when you don't own that you made it. See, he looked at Adam and already knew what Adam did in the first place. And Adam, instead of accepting responsibility, says, Adam, did you do what I said not to? Adam does not accept responsibility. Instead, Adam says, well, let me blame somebody else. And I need to share something with you. Whenever you blame, your life will always be lame. Instead of being mad at your mama, mad at your daddy, mad at your uncle, mad at your cousin, instead, you need to learn how to say, Lord, it was me that was responsible. I should have handled that differently. And watch me. I refuse to live in bitterness or hate or anger because the truth be told I let them do that they didn't I'm not a victim y'all ain't gonna say nothing right there open up your mouth say I'm a victor not a victim come I apologize honest and true I know I was wrong so I'll sing you this song and here it is I'm trying to get through and make it up to you now evidently we learned this in part uh, on Sunday that evidently what she did was so drastic she starts talking about goodbye she starts making watch me she starts making permanent decisions from temporary pain and you got to be careful that you don't let pain make you purge because what pain can sometimes do is make you purge but watch me you'll purge the wrong thing so in, watch me so instead of getting rid of the poisonous person you purge purpose because you think that the purpose was the problem Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me. The real issue was who you had around you. It wasn't what you were doing. And so now because, watch me, because who was around you, they did not give you wise counsel. They did not give you strength or support. All of a sudden you're saying, well, I'm going to give up on this when really you just needed to change your circle. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. Watch me. You've got to be careful that pain does not allow for you to make a bad decision because pain is temporary. I need us to go old school for a minute and say trouble don't last always. Yeah, whatever you're facing right now, matter of fact, you know why I need you to smile tonight? Because, baby, if you'll survive that thing, it's about to be over. I need you not to think life is always going to be a struggle. Matter of fact, sometimes you just need to take a deep breath. <sighs> why? Because it ain't always going to be like this. I need you to prophesy up to your future. Say, in my last five, I choose to thrive. So here it is. We learned that David had a what? A repentant heart, just like this song is. And repentance is different than apologizing. See, apologizing starts, or repentance starts with an apology, but it adds some more to it. We looked at this, that David did three things. You remember the first one? He what? Confessed. Psalm 51 and 4, David says this, against you, you only have I sinned and done what was evil in your sight. Question, it's on the screen, who'd you wrong? See, watch me. You cannot get it right if you won't first admit who you wronged. And for some of you, please look at me. For some of you, it's not somebody else you wronged. For some of you, it's yourself you wronged. 
You need to learn how to repent to you for some of the stuff you put up with you never. Come on. You need to learn how to repent to yourself for some of the stuff you never should have tolerated and you never should have put up with. And you never should have said, I guess that's just my lot in life. No, baby, you do not have to settle. You do not have to let life just throw whatever it's going to throw at you. Why? You were born to rule. Let's go. And to reign and to conquer and to subdue. And I don't have to be just spiritual or successful. Baby, what does my search say? I get to be both of them. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say both of them, both of them, both of them. So sometimes before you start apologizing to other people, you need to apologize to you. Father, forgive me for thinking that low of myself. <laughs> forgive me for thinking that low of you. Forgive me for tolerating average from me. Forgive me for entertaining thoughts of quitting from myself. Forgive me. I need you to say, I apologize. And say your first name. Say to you. Say it. David said, Lord, against you and you only have I sinned. In other words, he said, I want to be specific. This failure here was to you. Question is, who did you wrong? Sometimes you wrong yourself. Let's be honest. Let's go here. Sometimes we wrong God. See, sometimes you're so busy worrying about other people catching you that you didn't pay any attention to the fact that God is omnipresent. Omni, meaning every present, meaning he's right there. Meaning no matter where you go, he's right there. If you have to club twerking, he right there behind you saying, girl, what are you doing? Get your... Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Wherever you go, matter of fact, the Bible says that if you make your bed in hell, that he'd come down there and say, what in the hell are you doing down here? You ain't got no business being down here. I died for you. I bled for you. I want you to have life and life more abundantly. Question, how have we wronged God? There's these five T's I teach you all the time. To be faithful in our times, church attendance. Treasure, that's faithful giving. Talent, that's serving. Uh, thirst, that's prayer, praise, and worship. And what's the last one? Testimony. That's inviting other people to church. God made those things very important to him in the scripture. Now, here's the question. Um, anytime, or here's the statement, rather. Anytime we're unfaithful to that, that means we've sinned against God. See, if God says A and you do zebra, not even Z, just zebra, then watch me, we wronged God. Could it be that you feel so distant from him because you created space by your lack of repentance? See, watch me. Whenever there's a lack of repentance, that means something needs to be repaired. Mm. And whenever something needs to be repaired, that means I can't cross over on what it is because it can't be trusted. See, repentance is a bridge to get me back to you. What do they need to say? I'm trying to get back to you, trying to get through to you. See, what repentance does, re, again, pent to the top. Repentance means I get back to the top. I get back to the best. Whenever we have sinned against God, if I look at me, what we do is we create space between God. Come, we create space. And so when we create space, here it is. So I sin against God. All right, so in this analogy only, are you going to be the Lord, okay? So I sinned against you. Now notice who moved. He didn't. Let's go. See, some of us, I just feel so far from God. You move, boo, not God. You sin against him again. You sin against him again. See, it's kind of like when you were in elementary school and who you had a crush on, you treated bad. You acted crazy with who you liked. Be, be careful that you don't bring elementary principles into spiritual living. <laughs> so I mean, so you push, you push, and then all of a sudden you're way over here. And you say, I feel so far from God. And God is like, but I never moved. 
You're the one that moves. So watch me. Here's what repentance does. Repentance says, I'm trying to get through and get back to you. And for some of you, watch me, you literally have moments where you feel like God is nowhere. And I need you to hear me. It's not because he moved. It's because you moved. But guess what? You're about to move back. How? Just like that. I need you to say, Lord, I'm closer. I'm closer. I'm closer. I'm closer. I rebuke you feeling far from him. I rebuke you feeling like he doesn't hear you. I rebuke you feeling like he is not your very present help in a time of trouble. Say, Lord, I'm making my way back to you. You can even watch church and be in church every week and still be far from him. Just because just we're in the same room don't mean we're close. But I need you to open up your mouth, please, and say, Lord, I'm getting closer to you. So watch, watch, this, watch this. Thank you. Watch this. She says, against you and you only have I sinned and done what was evil. Watch the line in your sight. Here's the caveat. Sometimes we don't think it's wrong to us because it's not a big deal to us, but it's a big deal to him. Y'all don't want to say nothing to me. Sometimes, watch me, you don't think it's a big deal what you did to somebody, but it's a big deal to them. So you're saying, what's the big deal? What you tripping for? What's the big deal? What's the, what the problem is? And, and not realizing, watch me, it was evil in your sight. Evil means contrary or against. It was evil in your sight. Question, do you see it like how you see it or how God sees it? Make this prayer with me. Say, Father, let me see it how you see it. See, when I see it how he sees it, it changes my perspective. Because my perspective comes from me meeting my needs, my wants, my desires. His perspective comes from, well, it's my will, it's my want, it's my desire. And if you do what I sent you to do, then life will be great. If you don't, it won't. 99% of your struggle comes from you wanting what you want, not what he wants. But come on Wednesday, please make this declaration. Say, Lord, I want your will. I want... So first thing David did is he confessed against you and you only have I sinned. I did evil. What was uh, uh, I did evil in your sight? And then he goes on. Let's skip to verse twelve. He says, "Restore to me the joy of your salvation." So the second thing David did is he changed. So he confessed. Then he what? He changed. Look at verse twelve. Restore. What does that mean? Put it back. Restore. You ever had to do a factory restore on your phone? My Android users, you have to do this often because your phone has storage issues. You can't save everything. You literally have to download stuff on your computer because it won't keep everything on it. All right? Y'all don't even have, watch me, y'all don't even have a, you know, a, a, a real store. It's called Google Play. That's the problem. You play too much. I'm just messing. All right. I've been holding those up. But won't God give you freedom? Come on. <laughs> All right, look, look, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Restore to me. He says, put it back. He says, put it back. What did I lose? What did David lose? The joy of what? Of being saved. In other words, he said, watch me. I lost my, my, my why for a minute, which is why I did wrong. I lost my why, so that's why my what was screwed up. He said, he said, Father, the issue I have is that I lost the joy of just being saved. I lost the joy of being able to pray. Mm. I lost the joy of being able to worship. 
I lost the joy of being able to lift my hands knowing that, watch me, I'm not perfect, but watch me, but he still wants me, that he still loves me. See, I don't know about you, but sometimes you got to go back to just being glad you are saved and not just start stopping there. But the Bible says, remember the Lord and forget not his what? Benefits, which means not only am I saved, but baby, I got a bomb benefits package. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Please say, restore the joy of salvation. Okay, in a relationship, if you lose the joy of your wife, no wonder why you all treat each other like roommates. You got your half of the rent? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You got your half of the car note? Y'all ain't going to talk. You know why? Because you lost the joy of your wife. I need you to get me. Everything we do wrong is because we lost our wife. David said, I lost my wife for a minute. That's why I did wrong. So look what he says. He says, uphold a willing spirit within me. Here's what he really says. I became unwilling to do your will. I just like, I ain't doing it. You ever just had a moment, listen, all the honest people, just lean in for a minute. You ever had a moment where you were like, I just ain't doing it. And you knew, you knew this was unacceptable. But for a moment, you was really feeling yourself. And you said, I ain't doing it. But honest people laugh. And then when you came to your senses, you realize, what's the song say? There is no other way. Uh-uh, y'all ain't with me yet. Y'all ain't with me yet. See, the prodigal son. The prodigal son, the Bible says, he goes out, he wastes everything he has with prodigal living. Prodigal means soft and underdeveloped. So in other words, he said he was ready for something he wasn't ready for. Be careful, watch me, that you're so passionate about something you are unprepared for. Because when the pressure of, watch me, when the pressure of purpose hits you, it ain't coming apologetically. When the pressure of purpose hits you, it don't care how you feel. It don't care what you're going through. It doesn't care what you're dealing with. And I came to speak to the gladiator inside of everybody tonight to say, you better not faint. Because in these last five, please open your mouth and say it. Say, I choose to thrive. Listen, why do you ever say stuff so much? Because what the enemy wants to do is shut your mouth down. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue, not the thought. So if he can stop you from saying it, then he knows he can stop you from seeing it. So for everybody that expects for these next five months to be the best five months of your whole life, I need you to get a little bit of gangster in you, please, and open your mouth and say, in these last five, I choose to thrive. All day, every day. Say, watch me do it. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and uphold me a willing spirit. In other words, help me get myself together. And notice what he says. I need you to uphold it because sometimes it doesn't stick. Look at me, especially for those of us, how many of you people call you strong? You're the strong one. You're the strong one in your family. 
You just try. That's why I never check on you, because you're strong. That's why. <laughs> That's why I never encourage you, because you're strong. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's why I didn't give you no money. I gave your brother and sister something. I didn't give you nothing, because you're strong. Ooh, I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, my brother, my. All right. But look at me. But look at me. But look at me. Here's what you got to be careful of. You can get so used to being strong, you don't realize that it's taped together. And sometimes that tape, after it's been used a whole lot, you put it up there and that tape don't stick. I wish y'all act like you didn't. And for everybody, watch me, where you always have to be the strong one, please hear me. Sometimes you need, watch me, you don't need you to uphold you. You need God to uphold you. Why? Because I need somebody that's stronger than me to keep me together. Come on here. I need somebody that's stronger than me to uphold. What does the scripture say? A willing spirit within me because I'm strong every day. I'm strong for everybody. I'm fighting for everybody. Sometimes I need somebody to help me keep my stuff together. Say, Lord, uphold a willing spirit within me it's like it's like give me some tape it's like it's like run give me some tape run run, run give me some tape run, give me some tape i need you to see this i need you to see this i need you to see this i was um i was putting a box together the other day and i was putting the box together i put the tape this box was on point do you hear me it's like a military grade box i mean the way this box was bang, 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 bang. this box was together and i taped it up as i taped the box up together i heard a noise look at me i heard a noise and I was like, what is that? I said, ain't nobody else supposed to be in here. <laughs> Amen. So I reached for my sword. <laughs> and, and I said, what is that noise? And I walked around. I couldn't find it. I walked around. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And, and then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, ooh, options. Then all of a sudden, I looked at the box. And at the bottom of the box, the box, more options. Because see, be careful that you ain't, be careful, watch me, be careful that this is you and you surrounded by masking tape. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying, because see, this is meant to handle stronger stuff. Just be careful that you ain't got masking tape that's meant for paper cuts, y'all. Because you're trying to figure out why you always spending your time trying to keep them together. Baby, we ain't the same type of tape. That's why the Bible says iron sharpens iron. You better not be around no aluminum. They ain't going to do nothing but tick you off, okay? So I taped up this box. I taped up this box. Come do this here for me, all right? Do that for me and, and do this here for me, would you? Thank you, all right? If I get both of y'all to do it, if I can have both of them to do it, we'll get it done real fast. All right, everybody look at me. And so I heard this noise, and when I heard this noise, I went, I was like, what in the world happened? So I'm walking around, and I'm going to find where this noise came from. Ain't going to be no noise going on in my house that I haven't identified the source of it. I look around, I look around, then I look at the box. And when I look at the box, I see that the tape, watch me, stopped holding up. The tape had detached from where I left it. And for some of you, watch this, for some of you, you do not, you have not, rip it off now. You, for, for some of you, thank you. For some of you, let me have that one too. I, I, for s- Thank you, sir. This strong tape. This must be my tape then. All right? This your tape. Don't you apologize for being strong to people that 
are intimidated by it because they're weak. So I looked at the, I looked at the bottom of this box and, 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 and it ripped off. And I was like, so you just gonna rip off? Then I took some tape and I went across that tape to say, well, you ain't coming off now. 15 minutes go by. I hear the tape do this here. Now I got an attitude when I go back and look at the box this time, because this means war. Watch me, because it stopped upholding what I needed to protect. The tape stopped sticking to what I needed to stick to. And what does David say in the scripture? He says, uphold the what? Willing spirit, uphold it. He said, God, sometimes I am so doing so much for so many different folk, and, and it never balanced out. What do you mean it never balanced out? I, I did all of this for all of these folk, and I did all of this, and now my tape, it don't stick like it used to. Y'all gonna catch it in a minute. It, it, it doesn't stick like it used to. So what David says, what David says, what David says is I need you to uphold it. In other words, Lord, I need you to not only tape that thing down, but I need you to keep your hand on it. Come on, y'all. I need you to uphold. Keep your hand on me so that when I even think about giving up, it don't last longer than 60 seconds. Come on. Keep, I need you, please, to lift both of your hands. Say, Lord, keep your hand on me. Keep, I need you to uphold me. Keep your hand on me until I finish. Keep your hand on me until I accomplish what I said. Keep your hand on me. What does that mean? You won't let me fall. You won't let me crumble. You won't let me lose. Open your mouth. Say, keep your hand on me. So I kept my hand on the tape for a little bit. And I checked it again this morning. And it was still there. Because there was nothing wrong. Look at me. There was nothing wrong with the tape. It just needed to be upheld. And for some of you, watch me. It ain't a whole lot wrong. The issue is you just need somebody stronger than you to uphold it. I need you to please say he's upholding me. He's up. All right, let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. So what happens here? He chose. So first, he what? Confessed. Number two, he what? Changed. Number three, he what? He chose. That's what repentance looks like. See, repentance is not just apologizing. Repentance is, I confess it, but look, I need to change it. And then every day I'm going to choose to do something different. Got me? I'm going to choose to do something different. Don't be sitting up talking about you trying to lose weight and you keep eating this white bread. I ain't even talking to you. I'm talking to me. Listen to me clearly. I had so much white bread over this last hundred days that I put myself on a fast. And so yesterday and today and, and until I see what I want, nothing but Jamba Juices. Or excuse me, smoothies. <laughs> Why? Because I'm lying to say I want different, but I won't choose different. And I can't choose different if, watch me, if my taste hasn't changed. Ooh. I pray that your taste changes to be what it's God desires for you and not what kills you. I pray that your taste changes to be for what God desires, not what you desire. You ready? So there were six other hearts. We talked about the repent heart. There were six other hearts. 
um, the unfaithful heart. And somebody said, Bishop, can you have all of them? Yes. Yes, you can. Here's the thing. You can have all of them at the same time and some of them all the time. And I'm going to show you how God does it. The first is an unfaithful heart. You, this heart is committed to being uncommitted. This heart does not like commitment. Got it? The Bible says that an unfaithful man, it's like a, it's like a foot uh, a foot out of joint and a tooth, a tooth, a bad toothache. In other words, they're going to cause you pain when you walk in and speak. Second type of heart, an unprincipled heart. This person is unprincipled and deceitful, which means whenever the predicament changes, so do their principles. So whether they believe change is predicated upon the predicament. There's no values they live by. They live by the minute. So if right now it serves me to lie, then that's what I'm going to do. If right now it serves me to, to say no, then that's I'm going to say no. If it serves me, whatever serves me in the moment, that's what I'm going to do because I don't have principles. That's the second heart. Here's the third heart, the untruthful heart. This heart is untruthful because of a fear of rejection. So when you fear rejection, what this heart does is this heart fears, watch me, this heart fears, I better get rid of you before you have a chance to get rid of me. That's what Adam did. Adam said, let me quit you, God, before you have the chance to quit me. You got me? All right, let's go. Here's the next one. An unsoftened heart. This heart has been hardened from past hurt. This heart has gone through so much that it's hard. You got an icebox where your heart used to be. And that thing is like solid ice. The only, watch me, the only way to get through to that heart is you got to sit it out and let it thaw. Which means, watch me, you know you've got an unsoftened heart when it takes you forever to make simple decisions. Let's go. It takes you forever to make simple decisions. It takes you forever to do simple and easy things. You literally have spent six months praying about something that should have taken you six minutes. And the truth is, you weren't praying about it because you wanted an answer. You were praying about it because you were too hard to hear. Let's move to the next one, all right? all right? An unfocused heart. This heart has been broken, so it's unfocused. So this heart is so afraid of failing at anything that it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. I'm afraid of this. 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 I'm scared. And this heart usually wastes a lot of time in life. I rebuke you wasting any more of your days, please. I rebuke you wasting any more of your time. I rebuke you wasting any more of your days. I pray and prophesy to you that your decisions, that your decisions now would line up and align with what God has ordained for your life. Say no more wasted time. If you have broken focus, you waste your time just figuring out what you're going to do. You don't actually do anything. You spend all your time figuring it out. Let me put it to you. You have friends like this. Well, they come over to the house and y'all spend four hours trying to figure out what we're going to do. Y'all going to look at me like that? You have conversations like this where you spend hours. Watch me. Because you cannot focus on anything long enough. So if the enemy wants to get you, what he does is he breaks your focus. So lots of great things show up so you miss God things. Lots of good things show up so you miss God things. Because every door that's open ain't your door. Shut up. All right? Here's the last. An unsubmitted heart. This heart is stubborn. It won't be led and it's full of pride. It's stubborn. It's stubborn. This heart is not going to do anything you tell this heart to do. Because it's unsubmitted. This heart refuses to get under anything so it can never 
be over anything. You can only overcome that which you are under. Let me see if I can say it another way. Um, the whole concept of submission says this. Let me sub, get under another mission and serve that mission. Because as I serve that mission, what does the Bible say? What I make happen for somebody else, God's going to make happen for me. That's Ephesians. I need you to make, make this declaration. Say, what I make happen for somebody else, God makes happen for me. So the reason you need to not be, watch me, selfish right now during this next five is because you need to make something amazing happen for somebody else. And when you do it, what does Ephesians say? God's going to make it happen for you. Right? But this unsubmitted heart, just it, it won't be led. It won't be led. And here's the thing about an unsubmitted heart. It normally cries out for leadership. An unsubmitted heart normally is like, And then when it's told what to do, mm -mm. I ain't doing that. I, I want to have a meeting about what I was told to do. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me now. Right? So it doesn't, it doesn't follow because it's stubborn. It's stubborn. And here's the thing about being stubborn. Let me, let me use some. Let me use, let me use you. You got on red. Come on, red. Blood of Jesus. Right? You ready? Here we go. Here's the thing about being stubborn. So you're going to be the stubborn in this example. When you're stubborn, notice what happens. All right, come on, let's go. No, but you're stubborn, so you don't move. Come on. Come on. Last five, you're going to fly. Come on. Come on, let's go. Uh-oh, he's going to fold his arms. <laughs> you got experience with this. Listen, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Uh, what's this? Come on. Come on in the dead freedom. Come on in the shalom. Notice, the only one that didn't move was who was stubborn. Some of you are like, why am I stagnant? Because you're stubborn. Woo, but I came tonight. Let's go. I came tonight to break every ounce of stagnation off of you. In Jesus' name, please lift one of your hands. Say, Father, I refuse to be stagnant another year of my life. You're only stagnant when you're stubborn. 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 So if you're stopping stubborn, you'll stop being stagnant. You're like, God, speak to me. For what? You don't listen. God doesn't waste his words on those that will not listen. I just don't believe that. You don't have to, and it doesn't matter anyhow. I got the mic. Hebrews 12 says... That when he speaks, when he speaks, he shakes everything that can be shaken. So only that which remains can remain. So that means, watch me, when God speaks, when God says something, his intent is to change something. If you're stubborn, you're not going to change, so I speak. I'll just repeat the, same, the last thing I said. In the military, here's what they do. Go off of your last order. And you sitting there praying, does the order still stand? Well, did you hear different? But then the order still stands. So let me give you your last five in order. In these last five, you're going to catch it in a minute. The order is you've got to thrive. But it just don't feel like it. The order still stands. Somebody say it still stands. So look, so look, here's, here's the deal. How do I know what's in my heart, Bishop? How do I know? Jeremiah 17, 9. Now here's the thing. For everybody who says, I, I know I'm, I'm a good person in my heart, man, bye. The Bible says, 
The heart is what? Deceitful. Now, let's remember what the heart is in Scripture. In Scripture, the heart refers to your mind. Old Testament is the word leb. New Testament is the word cardia. It means mind. So if you ever hear somebody saying, it's got to have it in here. It just can't be in here. You need to say, you don't know what you're talking about. Right? Because this pumps blood. Okay? This does not make decisions. And if it does, well, no wonder. Right? Look, the heart is deceitful above all things. How many of you, let's use, let's use dating. Let's use high school dating. How many of you, how many of you, your heart just told you they were forever? They call it high school sweethearts. <laughs> forever lasted the, the first week of summertime. <laughs> Y'all had plans. She was cutting out wedding dresses. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. We're going to get this kind of house when we, when we get it. <laughs> it's deceitful. Right? The heart is deceitful above what? All things. You lie to you more than the devil does. And this is why we got to be careful not to trust our heart. You can't trust a lie. It's quiet right there. All right, let's move past this so we can get to the shouting part. And look what your heart is. It's desperate. And it's sick. It's both of This shirt is prophetic. What does desperate mean? I will lower what I expect so that I will accept what's in front of me. That's desperate. And we can sometimes get desperate with things. Somebody said, well, what are you doing with that? I said, well, no, my expectation has remained what it is as it relates to that particular situation. So I'm not lowering the expectation just because that's what's in front of me. That must not be my door because that's not my expectation. Y'all learn like that. And desperately sick, who can understand it? So that everybody says, I understand. I, I get so-and-so. I understand them like nobody does. Man, you don't even understand you. It's a journey, and here's how God does it. Y'all ready for this? Here it is. We're about to preach. Y'all ready? Come on, help me preach. I, the Lord, search, which means God says, I'm the only one that has the ability to search. God says, I search. Here's what search means in Hebrew. I try the heart. Shut up. Some of you are like, yeah, I tried me today. God did that. <laughs> they tried me today, Bishop. God is like, I ordered that. If another one of them, bitch, God is like, I ordered that. I try the heart and I test. Look at this. Test in Hebrew means to prove it by a trial. I put your heart on trial. I put it on trial. I put it on trial. I put it on trial. You go through trials. You go through trials. Because I'm putting you on trial. You, you'll get it in a minute. You go through trials because your heart is on trial. Let's see if I can say it again. Your trials are a trial. <laughs> Let me see. You, you, some of y'all catch it. In, in, in other words, watch me. When you're in the midst of a trial, watch me. You can't just get off of the stand and leave. <laughs> just because the pressure of the interrogation is getting to you. Where's my toothpaste? Just because the pressure of the interrogation is getting to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need my toothpaste. Watch. 
It says, to give to every man, look at this next line, according to his what? Ways. Wow. 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 Lord, why did I get this? Because that's what's in you. Gotta work this real fast. You gotta work this real fast. I give to you according to your ways. Y'all remember if you went to Sunday at the eleven fifteen, Sunday eleven fifteen, I took some toothpaste and it looks great, right? It's amazing, right? Uh, red, blood of Jesus. Hey. It says cavity protection, so you feel safe. I don't know what's in it until I put pressure. See, I might think it's red because the surface makes it look like it's going to have color to it. See, sometimes, watch me, you do not know the real people around you until pressure's on them. They're great with no pressure. They're great after they got their economic stimulus check. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Ooh, but if they got a little pressure, all of a sudden you're like, you can't handle this. And watch me, be careful of people who the moment pressure comes, the first thing they want to do is give up. Look at me, because that's their default. And you will not change that. Pressure. I, the Lord, verse, I, the Lord, search the heart and test. So if a little pressure comes and somebody says, well, I just think I don't want to do this no more. I say, oh, okay, go on and be encouraged. Hold on, let me help you. Let me go on. I know it's dark. Just follow. Let me, let, let me go. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The code didn't work. No problem. There you go. Well, you just going to let me go like that? I'm trying to figure out why you're still talking. Receive the freedom of the Lord. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. There's freedom in Jesus' name. Why? Because the next time pressure comes... I might be depending on you. I might be leaning on you. And when I need you, you've already proven. I can, leave it alone. You've already proven I cannot depend on you. But I pray in these next five, you get some dependable people. Come on here. I pray you'll be surrounded by mighty men and women that when pressure comes, watch me, they don't give up. When pressure comes, they run to the fight and say, I got your back. I'm your backup. Somebody say, Lord, I receive it. I, I, don't, I don't need you giving up because pressure came. Everybody look at me. I learned. I learned. And this took me a while. Because for those, how many of you, mercy is one of your top spiritual gifts? Father, I'm praying for them. No, I'm serious. Because mercy, when it's unrestrained, can be destructive. So you will literally spend your life trying to transform people. Now realizing Jesus didn't ever do When he looked at Judas, he was like, look, that's who that man is. He don't want to be better. Why? Because when pressure comes on him, he steals. When pressure comes on him, he cheats. When pressure comes on him, he lies. When pressure comes on him, he does not do what he's supposed to do. So that's just who that man is. Peter, you're just a little rough around the edges. Let me get you together. All right, y'all ready for this? Look, look, 
You know what's in your heart when it's searched and tested. Here it is. After the message to see if the word changed our ways. That's a long point. I'm going to say it again. You know what's in your heart when it's searched and tested after the message to see if the word changed our ways. Which means the test comes after the lesson. You got it? Y'all ready? Okay, let's finish this. Let's finish this. So let's, can I show you this in, uh, in practice? All right, let's go. Here it is. So, by the way, the title of tonight's message is, What Do You Do After the Message? That, that's that's the, the title of tonight's message. What do you do after the message? What do you do after the message? Say it with me, everybody. What do you do after the One more again. What do you do after the message? Because during it, it's exciting. Lift your hands and worship God. Open your mouth. These next five, I'm driving. In four, I got to go. In three, watch me. (laughs) You ready? All right, in two, see what I'm about to do. You got it? All right, here's the thing. Then you leave the message. You walk out of the building. You log off of the computer. And then God says, let's have this test. Come on now. Because you don't graduate unless you pass the test. Come on. What you want, you can't have until you pass the test. So why did you come to school and get the lesson if you're going to fail the test anyhow? I pray that from now to the end of this year, there's not one test you face in life that you do not pass it. Open your mouth and say, I receive that. Matthew 14, 25. Let's watch. Let's go. Here we are. We're done. And in the fourth watch of the night, Matthew 14, verse 25. The fourth watch of the night is 3 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or 3 a.m. I say 6 p.m. It's actually should be 6 a.m. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Say 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. All right. Now, check this out. Here's what's amazing about this, y'all. Um, is that during that period of time, everybody look at me. How many of y'all, you've noticed that that's when you just randomly wake up? Everybody look at me. That's the Spirit's way to indicate to you it's a test on the way. Please look at me like you speak the King's English. When you ever find yourself waking up during those hours, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., you are literally in the midst of the time when God is announcing to you, hey, it's about to be a test. So he didn't even leave you unprotected. Because he warned you by waking you up. Why? So you could pray. Come on here. So when that thing comes, you could shut that thing. So for some of you, the bishop, I just keep waking up. That's because God says, I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I need you to worship. I need you to go in. You may even need to sow. I need you to go in right there. I am announcing to you there is a test. Look, I could close the book right there and we'd be good. All right, let's finish. He came to them walking on the sea. When did God come? 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. How did he come to them? Walking on the water. How did he come to them? In an unusual way in the middle of the night. You'll catch it in a minute. How did he come? In an unusual way in the middle of the night. 
Walking on the sea literally means this. He circled around the boat to lead it. So just let me give you some context. They're in the boat. Somebody say they're in the boat. As they're in the boat, uh, Jesus tells them, y'all get in the boat. I'm going to go to the mountain to pray. Jesus makes them get in the boat. Then from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., we learn that uh, there is this storm that's going on, uh, and, and the disciples see him walking on the sea, and they're terrified. But literally, when it says he's walking on the sea, that phrase in Greek means he walked around the boat to lead it. He circled them to lead them. Uh, you'll catch it in a minute. Whenever you see something repeat in your life, it is trying to lead you to an answer. Please get this. Some of you are like, why I keep going through this? Because you won't be led. And God says, I've been circling the boat because I'm trying to, you keep going through the same relationship. I'm trying to lead you to find out that watch me, you pick below you because there's insecurity you need to deal with. I've been circling you to lead you. So you've been on repeat because you haven't beat the test. He said, I cir- we, we went in circles. Round and round I go. That's Teddy Riley, y'all. Aaron Hall. Guy. Look. But when the disciples saw him, they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in what? Fear. So when they wake up, <laughs> between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus shows up in an unusual way. And he looks like a ghost to them. And they do what? They cry out in what? Fear. Now, what ghost, go- ghost, what ghost? That's a female ghost. <laughs> ghost. What ghost circles you? Over here. Over here. See, what does this tell you that was already in their hearts? Stubborn. Because nobody said, he keeps pointing over here. If the ghost was trying to, watch me, to harm us, he wouldn't have stayed out there. He would have gotten on the boat. Which means my fear doesn't even make sense. My fear doesn't even make sense because if I think about it, that doesn't even make sense. If this was trying to harm me, why did it happen like that? All right, let's finish. All right. They cried out in fear. But verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and saying, take heart. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh-uh. Do what? He didn't say be strong. He didn't say be courageous. He didn't say be bold. He said, I'm about to show you what's in your heart. Check your heart, essentially he says to them. This storm is me to show you yourself. That's what he says. It's right there on the screen. He says, this storm is me. In other words, he says, I'm the one behind this. How do you know he's the one behind it? Because if you keep reading, you'll discover that when, they, when Jesus got on the boat, the storm ended. This means the storm was manufactured so that they could see what was in their hearts. What storms are simply simulations that God wants you to say, look over here at what's in your heart. Say, Lord, reveal me 
to myself. I, the Lord, test. I, the Lord, try. All right, let's finish. All right, verse 28. So Peter, I like Peter. Peter says, Peter says, and notice, Peter did what? Answered him. What do you mean you answered him? He never asked a question. Which means in the statement is an implied question. God, if it's you, if this is really you, command me to come onto the water. And Peter just knew that there was going to be no response. See, sometimes you call God's bluff. And God's like, come on. You're going to learn today. So Peter got out of the boat. Jesus says, come. Now, if I look at me, the question is, what does he do after the message? What do we do after the word? What did Jesus give them? A word. What does the word say? Come. The last instruction stands. So basically, they in church. Jesus says, come on. That's the word. He gets the word. Look what happens. This is when the message preaches. Y'all ready? And we're about to close it right through here. Y'all ready? Verse 30. But when he saw the wind, stop! How do you see wind? It's quiet right there. How do you see wind? Uh-uh. You're, you're, not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not getting it. How do you see wind? Okay. All right. All right. Let, me, let me help. Let me help. Because everybody real quiet right there. Because they're like, but I don't know. I hope this is a rhetorical question, Bishop, because you're about to give us the answer. I can't see wind. So you would say, well, there's dust. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The wind picked up the dust. That's not the wind. Things start moving around. No, 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 no. He just fell. That, 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 that. He fell because of the wind. That's not the wind. How did you see the wind? In other words, watch me. That's what the Bible says. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is Peter literally doing? Walking. And what's the first thing he does? Starts living by what he sees instead of what he was just taught. He was just taught. He just had church. And he just learned, it's me. Don't fear. Come on, walk. First few steps he takes. All of a sudden, he sees something. What does that really mean? The, the wind, watch me, the wind created an illusion. The illusion is that there's something that is coming against you that is going to be successful in stopping you. Why is it an illusion? Because the book already told me he leads me into triumph. Which means, which means, watch me. Anything that I look at that thinks or looks like or appears as if it might stop me, I know it's an illusion because it can't stop me. I need you to please lay your hands on yourself say, it cannot stop me. I, that's why the apostle Paul said, I can do what? All things through Christ. You can't stop me. You might delay me, but every delay is to my bit. I, I, baby, we don't stop. We can't stop. We don't die. We true soldiers. I was going to say, 
What's me? Say it's an illusion. Say, because I can't be stopped. Mm -mm, you're not even saying it like you even believe that. Say, it's an illusion because I can't be stopped. He saw the wind. So now what he hears creates a picture in his mind. You can hear wind. You cannot see it. Which means you got to be careful. Look at me. What you hear. Because it affects what you see. Some people, watch me, they show up with bad news. And when they show up with bad news, it's trying to affect what you hear. So it messes with what you see. So you'll call yourself seeing wind when you can't even see wind. I got to close it out. But here's the trip. Say, so what's the trip, Bishop? The word wind means, here it is, God's power on standby, ready to produce his will. Uh, this is too, y'all supposed to be shouting. Uh, gotta, let's chop it up. All right, let's go. My job is to chop it up and feed it to you. Here it is. Wind was never negative. Y'all. Okay. One, two, three, four. Da, da, da. Everybody look at me. Wind was never negative. No. Let me try. Let me try. It's people in the room now, so let me try over here. Wind was never negative. Jesus. Let me try y'all. Wind was never negative. Now they at least knew how to act like they knew what I'm talking about. Because what does wind mean? It means this is not the devil. This is God's power on standby, ready to produce his will. Which means whenever I got a storm, this ain't even negative. This is God's power on what? Stand by. God says, I'm about to produce my will in your life, and I'm going to use wind. Why? Wind is going to get it done faster. Wind is going to get you to where you're going faster. Wind is going to get your victory faster. I need you to please open your mouth and say, it was never negative. This is God. Say, this is God. I, I feel like preaching right through here. Say it again. Say, this is God. Say, this ain't the enemy. Say, this is 100% God. Say, he's getting me right where he wants me to be. Shout right there if you believe that. Shout. It was never negative. It was never negative. Bishop, they talking about me. This is God. Bishop, I don't know how to monitor. This is God. The wind was never negative. Everybody look at me. Please look right here on this screen. God's, this is what the word wind means. God's power on standby. Which means God says any moment it's going to shift into action. I'm going to show you what's in your heart and I'm getting ready to put something in your hand at the, at the same doggone time. I'm going to heal you and I'm going to bless you at the same time. I'm going to get your heart right and I'm going to get your money tight at the same I'm 
What is he going to do? Both of them. You ready? I got to quit. I'm out of time. The wind was never negative. Look at me. When we start experiencing storms and the wind blows, you know what we, the first thing we do? We try to rebuke it. And God says, if you rebuke this wind, this is my power on standby, ready to produce my will in your life. So if the storm ends, so does your opportunity to surge. This is why for some of y'all saying, I can't wait for this to be over. Wait a minute, you ain't got enough out of it yet. For those of you said, I can't wait for this to change. Wait a minute, you ain't got enough out of it yet. You haven't exploited the situation enough to see God work for you. Say, he's going to heal my heart and put something in my hand at the same time. He's just that good. Who couldn't love a Jesus? Let me quit. I'm out of time. God, dog. He was afraid. And watch this next line. And beginning. Stop. Beginning means rehearsing. Rehearse. Rehear. So what is he rehearing? The stuff that messed his heart up in the first place. You know you're going to mess up. You know this ain't going to work. You know you always make bad decisions. You know things never go right for you. He starts rehearsing. And for some of you, your rehearsals have been awful. Ain't none of them notes right. You keep rehearsing. The moment wind comes, you rehearse it. See, this is it. God ain't got you. See, that's, that's, that's serving one. See, you shouldn't have been serving like that. See, you shouldn't have been giving like that. You shouldn't have been faithful like that. You should have been trusting God. I wish I had some honest folk that were in this building tonight. I wish I had some honest folk online tonight. The enemy, literally, he's like, go on and rehearse. Rehearse it. Rehearse it. Rehearse it. Uh, play a bad chord. Give me a C, C major, but mess it up. Give me, the, give me the one and the five and then mess up that three. All right? Now, that don't sound very pretty, does it? Now, here's the thing. Everybody look at me. Rehearse means I keep going over it even if it's wrong. I keep going over it even though I don't even like how it sounds. I keep going, and some of you have been rehearsing the same stuff since you were a little girl, since you were a little boy. But tonight, I came to interrupt your rehearsal. I came to interrupt your rehearsal. Please, I came to interrupt your rehearsal. Say, I won't rehearse that mess. I won't, I won't. Uh, I heard something new. I'm the head and not the tail. I heard something new. I'm above and not beneath. I heard something new. He makes me more than a conqueror. I heard something new. I'm a king and a prince. I heard something new. So here go Peter. He get out the boat. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. He's walking. And as he's walking, as he's walking, he stops. Because he hears something that makes him see something. This is why I am very careful about who I talk to. Because I don't need you saying nothing to me that's going to make me see something. Because guess what? What was Peter hearing? All 11 of them other suckers that were still in the boat that weren't big and bad enough to get out the boat. Baby, I need you to know who you are. You ain't no boat remainer. You a water walker. 
Somebody say, that's what I do. <laughs> say, I walk on water. That, that, the stuff you tell me I can't do is exactly the stuff you're about to watch me do. The stuff they say you can't do because you're a black man, that's exactly what you're about to do. The stuff they say you can't do because you're a black woman, that's what you're about to do. They say you can't do it because you're white, can't do it because you're a woman, can't do it because you're a man, can't do it because of your past, whatever. Somebody say, I'm about to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. He's walking. He starts this rehearsal. And when he rehearses, when he rehearses, look what happens next. And beginning to what? Sink. Stop. Here's what you have thought for years happened right there. He's walking on water. Walking on water. And then all of a sudden he got scared. He began to sink in the water. That's what you thought has happened all these years. But that's not what happened. Let me show you what Peter did. Look at the verse. Look at what he did. He plunged himself into the sea. Uh-uh. You missed me. The water didn't stop holding him up. He decided to plunge himself into the sea. See, some of y'all are saying, it didn't work, Mr. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You stopped working it. Peter literally, you're going to be my Peter right fast. He's walking on the water. Y'all walk with him. But then he hears something. You're going to fail. This ain't going to work. It's a pandemic. Coronavirus. There's a lot going on. Got to be careful. Can't trust nobody. Things ain't working for you. God ain't with you. And then as he begins to hear all of that, this mark. He plunges into the sea. Don't tell you walk here. But sometimes you got to be careful because what's in your ear is the reason you don't see it in your hand. He plunges himself into the sea. That's what he does. He, he literally he plunges himself into the sea. And when he plunges himself into the sea, when he plunges himself into the sea, look at what he says. Lord, save, look on the screen, me. Here's what he really says. I see me now. I, the Lord, test and try the heart. This was your test, Peter. This was your test. This was your trial. Peter, hey, 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 Peter. The wind wasn't even real. It's a test. I was waiting, Peter, for you to keep walking. Because you would have gotten all the way to the other side. But Peter, you didn't even keep, woo. You're about to be so glad that you didn't get talked out of. You're about to be so glad you didn't quit. You didn't throw in the towel. You didn't abandon. I need you to say, I'm about to be glad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say, it's about to pay off. Oh, open your mouth and say, it's about to pay off. He said, he said, God, I see me now. 
And if we were to keep reading, we won't, but if you keep reading, the Bible says, Jesus is like, come on, to get back in the boat. And the Bible says that the entire storm stops. Here's the trip. He got a message. The message was tested. As the message is tested, it reveals his heart. And when he sees his heart, he sees that what's really in him is not all that is talk. What's really in him, you ready? You ready? Is he sees that what's really in him is an unfaithful heart. What's really in him was an unprincipled heart. What's really in him was an untruthful heart. What's really in him was an unsoftened heart. What's really in him is an unfocused heart. What's really in him is an unsubmitted heart. He learns what's in him through the test and the trial. And here's the part we shout about. Jesus didn't throw him away. He said, come on, get back in this boat. We're going to run this simulation again. We're going to have this test again. But this next time, what did Anita Baker say? She said, but I want to do it right this time. How many of us can be honest that the first seven months of this year, we have failed some tests and trials? Come on, my hand is up. My, t my shoes are up. My elbows are up. My knees up. My chin is up. But somebody say, but this next time. So when the wind blows tomorrow or Friday or next month, just I'm good. Why you ain't stressed out? This is God's power on standby waiting to fulfill his will. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, 
I'm reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.